I'll tell you what. You are listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. I'll tell you what. This is the macho man, Randy Savage. And you are listening to my man, Rob. Don't you go away. Turn to the spice. gentlemen, it's an honor right now to be sitting here at WrestlePro with the, yeah, round of applause, please, the WrestlePro Gold Champion, yeah, even louder, please, Gold Champion himself. Tonight, he's taking on our good friend, the Iceberg, Dion Roosman, uh, Mac McIntosh in the main event. That's going to be an awesome match. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, honored to be sitting here with an actor, model, and role model. This guy's the total package, an honor to be sitting here with Mr. Anthony Bowen. How are you, man? How's everything? First of all, that's an incredible introduction. Incredible for the 5 tool player. Yeah. But I'm quite well. I'm excited for it tonight. Uh, I haven't been in the ring in a little bit, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. Now, tonight we talked about your match, the triple threat going on. Where are you physically, emotionally right now, defending the title against two people, not one tonight? Confident. The 5 tool player is always, always confident. I mean, I've wrestled McIntosh over 15 times at this point, and little known fact, he's never pinned me. So, that's a big fact. So I'm pretty confident on that. And Dion, I've never been in the ring with before. I've been scouting him. Obviously, we've been up to Alaska twice, so I'm getting a little bit of a vibe of what he's got. But uh, remember, tool number three is intelligence, so I'm going to have a game plan. All right, so going from the current to the past, um, how did you break into the business, and who are some of your influences growing up, like favorite wrestlers? Breaking into the – so – uh, let's see. How do I shorten this story? Basically, oh well. Basically, I was um, I played baseball most of my life from 11 years old until I was like 20 through college. Um, played two years at Seton Hall University, two years at Montclair State, and then I just got tired of playing in pain because I had tendonitis. And weird thing is, I went right to wrestling, which is even more pain. <laughs> I was an outfielder. High school, I was an, uh, an all-state uh, center fielder, and then Seton Hall was in left field, Montclair was in right field. Um, so there was a, a time period where I was used to having five or six hours on the baseball field just completely gone. So I was like, you know, what the hell do I do with myself? And there was, a, I think it was Hurricane Irene. Everyone was, like, scared. They were in their houses. I was at my friend's house. Their uh, college moving got, like, delayed because of it. And... My buddy Nico was like, let's make a wrestling video. So I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, what do you want to do? So we just, we created these characters. I, for some reason, was the Black Mamba. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, I was Black Mamba. He was the Bulge, who was this really odd kind of macho man-ish character, but he would stuff his uh, junk area with socks. And we would just, we'd... Bro have you ever seen the match with uh, Kenny Omega in Japan where they fight in the house and out through the um, DDT promotion? Yes. Okay, yeah. Similar to that, but like more comedic, I guess. Okay. And it caught on locally, so we created a series out of it called NWF, Nutley Wrestling Entertainment, or Federation. And um, we just put out these videos, and the feedback we would get is it's funny, and also like you look like you've actually been 
like wrestling before and oh, that's wow. what planted the first seed of like maybe I can actually do this and um, so I started looking at schools I thought I'd go up to Landstorm's place I thought I'd go down to, I think FCW had something going on it was probably nothing at the time um, but I just didn't know what to do didn't have the money for it and then one particular October I was supposed to go to school and I emailed my professors and I was like I'm sick and that was specifically so I can go to the gym because most of the WWE roster lifts at the gym that I go to so I wanted to go meet everybody so I was met a bunch of people and the last person that was uh, there was doing abs and I wasn't gonna bother him because I tried to be respectful and it was Santino Morella and I was like you know what? I'm never gonna see this guy again I might as well just take the picture um, so I was like hey Santino like can I have a photo? And he stayed in character, which was kind of funny. And yeah, no, he didn't have the Cobra on, but he had the accent and everything. And I, as I was walking away, he goes, "You look like a pro wrestler. Have you ever thought about becoming one?" And I was like, "Uh, fuck yeah, yeah." And so um, he said, "Wait a second. He pulled out his phone. He gave me the number to uh, current WWE producer and WrestlePro owner Pat Buck. And then I came down to this very building a week later, and this place was destroyed because of Hurricane. Um, Sandy so they were just training on like little blue mats in a back room like chain wrestling and stuff and I was there for like five minutes I'm like this is I have to do this I signed up and seven years later seven and a half or whatever the fuck the hell it is um, I'm sitting here with you guys it's all good man that's awesome, man. And I think I, I reviewed the last show. Uh, we obviously said goodbye to Danny Moff, and I put in the review, Anthony Bones, keep an eye on this guy. You know, watch this guy. Bright future ahead of you. Uh, dream opponents moving forward. Ooh. I have to really sit and think, like, on an independent level, or? Uh, anywhere. Anywhere. We can even go past it. Past, past it. it. Oh, well, everyone, it's the obvious answer with everybody. Shawn Michaels. I need. I would love to have a match with Shawn Michaels. And now that Edge is back, I think that's a big one, too. Um, Independent-wise, I want to revisit me versus Dan Moff on a large scale because we've had some matches together that were just brutal, and it hurts my soul that they don't really see the light of day. So if we can get a stage where there's a ton of people watching and we put on one of those matches, the stories that we can tell and the things that we can do together in there is just... I'm going to regret saying this because I know I'm going to be in there a couple years from now and it's happening and he's chopping the shit out of me and I'm crying. (laughs) I'm going to hate myself for saying this. (laughs) But I think those are like some solid matches. Absolutely. Um, So we've seen you uh, in an NXT ring. uh, what are the goals? Do you want to go? Do you want to go back there? Like, uh, where do you want to go from here? Yeah, there's wrestling every day of the week, man. What's the What's the goal right now? Um, so I've been, I've been saying lately in most interviews, I've been wrestling too much. Well, not lately, but pro, like maybe about a year ago or a stretch of a year, wrestling too much with the purpose of getting signed, and it made things very, very not not very fun for me because. Okay. I got into this because I love wrestling. I got into this because it's fun. It's an outlet for me to express myself and just like I had to get back to the grassroots of I love pro wrestling and I want to do this because I want to do it, not because I'm trying to strive to get this thing. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, So whatever lies ahead for me, as long as I'm wrestling and I'm living off of it, I'm happy and I'm working towards that right now. I'm, I'm very excited for 2020. I have a couple big announcements or debuts coming up that I can't say yet until everything's there it is 
uh, West Coast, one of them, which is another goal to check off the list because I've, I've done England, I've done Canada, Alaska, up and down the East Coast. I haven't done the West Coast yet, so I'm very excited for that. And then a couple other things, but... Very bright future for you. Going to get signed, no doubt. I'm just excited to see where. And lastly, man, uh, we want to talk about some outside the ring stuff. Uh, you know, very involved in the community and advocate for LGBTQ. Uh, you were involved, I think, uh, recently in Pride on the Court event. Yes. Uh, and then also uh, you got to talk to some people, uh, I think college athletes uh, without sports, uh, just talking about inclusion and things like that. What does that mean to you uh, to be like a spokesperson and a role model? It's very cool because there was a time where, and I was talking about this yesterday at that, at that panel, there's a time where I was very unhappy. Um, I was confused about myself. I was uh, scared of the future. At times I would just sit at my desk or in my cry, uh, in my cry, in my garage, in my car, and just cry because I had, um, I just didn't know what the future held for me. So it's just crazy at this point to look back at those moments and see now I'm like doing stuff like this as a role model and doing and, and just trying to connect with other kids that may be experiencing the same kind of pain and, and scared scaredness fear that I was uh, experiencing when I was younger so I I didn't really ha I had good support system around me my best friends knew um, and I'm thankful for them but at the very same time it's different when you're speaking to somebody who experienced what you experienced like you know they're all straight so they can only under understand and grasp yeah yeah there's only so much does um, I'm appreciative for it but these kids need someone to look up to, someone to listen to, to like an ear to listen to, um, and I'm happy to be the person to do that. Doing some great work, bright future. Uh, Mr. Moore, thank you so much for a few minutes. Round of applause, please. Honor, yeah. And best of luck defending your title tonight. Yeah. <laughs> An honor.